Welcome back to another episode of the Athletes Agency International Podcast. This week's guest is Taylor Hansen. Taylor is a field hockey player from New Zealand, and she plays at Division I program, Ohio University. Um, for all you field hockey players out there, in this episode, you'll get to hear the comparison of field hockey in New Zealand to field hockey in the States at the collegiate level. Um, you'll also get to hear Taylor's thoughts on you know what's in her future. Um, she's a redshirt junior, and for those of you out there that don't know what a redshirt year is, it's, you know, if you get injured, you get an extra year of eligibility, basically. I had a really good chat with her. I enjoyed speaking with her. So without further ado, well, I'll let you guys get to the conversation. Taylor, are you there? Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, and welcome to the Athletes Agency International Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Awesome. Uh, how's everything in New Zealand? Are you all right? Yeah, it's going well. We're back to normal after the COVID-19 situation. Nice. No, it's good to hear. Um, well, great. No, uh, you know, so today you're going to get to tell a little, uh, our listeners about, you know, your journey, uh, to the States as a field hockey player. You're actually our first field hockey player on the show. So it'll be really great for you to give some insight of to, you know, what's that like in the States uh, at the collegiate level, um, even, you know, compared to your time playing field hockey in New Zealand. Um, you know, to get right into it, uh, you know, tell us uh, a little bit about yourself. Where are you from uh, and how did you get started with field hockey? Okay, so I'm originally from the South Island of New Zealand in a town okay. called Ashburton. Okay. Um, so when I was really young, my family moved to Auckland, so into the North Island of New Zealand. And I lived there for about maybe four to five years. And my sister actually started playing field hockey and no one in my family has ever played before. So it was completely new. And because she started playing, I decided to play. And then we moved into a little town called Levin. Um, in the lower end of the North Island. And that's basically where my hockey journey began. So mm-hmm. um, I started playing when I was five and I've been training and playing for 16 years now. So quite a while. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I started in primary school. So just like your first years of school and I played for my region. So kind of like your state. Um, mm-hmm. And so I played for my school and I played for um, a representative team. And so I started that when I was nine um, and I was playing for the under 11 Horofanua team and I did that. And then from there, I played um, under 15s and under 18s and um, under 21s. And I moved into the Palmerston North area to play for them when I did that. Um, And then basically my whole childhood um, and teenage years, I just played field hockey um, after school and pretty much every day of the week, I was traveling to games and trainings in other towns and cities. And I just lived and breathed hockey. Um, so um, I was very lucky because mum and dad obviously supported me a lot with that. And obviously my sister and I got to play with my sister. And so basically all we did is just play hockey and go to hockey tournaments all the time um, until obviously when I went to America. Nice. No, I mean, um, from my, from the time that I spent in New Zealand, uh, I quickly gathered that field hockey was a massive sport um, in the country. And I came from the south of the United States. So in the south, you know, uh, 
you probably could tell now that you've been in the States for quite a few years, uh, you can see that field hockey is very regional in the U.S. Uh, it's not in every state. Uh, it's mainly up north, maybe out west as well. But the the south, the southern region, uh, it's not. I mean, we I always knew about it, but it wasn't like, you know, a very, it wasn't popular. Uh, so when I came to New Zealand and I saw that field hockey was like as massive as it was, like I quickly wanted to learn, you know, a little bit more about the sport. Um, and it's, it's a really, it's really, it means it, it looks like a mix of, you know, ice hockey and, you know, men, like a, in soccer uh, into, into like kind of one thing a little bit. Uh, you can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of like how I saw it from the outside um no yeah for sure it's definitely it's definitely the same like kind of concept of the two games put together yeah for sure no it's it's a, it's a really cool sport i like it so you know you, you you spent your whole childhood playing um at what point did you think you know i want to take this elsewhere and maybe try to go to the states um so i looked into the idea of doing that in my year 13 at um high school so that's my last year of high school Right. And um, I had heard a couple of my friends and other girls through hockey who had done the whole going to the States on a scholarship. And so I decided to look into it and I just did some research about, you know, who had people been in contact and who had, you know, done it and how they did it. And so I got in contact with the um, Kiwi Athlete Agency down in Wellington and um, I went down there with my parents and we talked about the idea of going but I kind of was a little bit just I guess kind of second guessed it a little bit I had a scholarship lined up for me at a university in Palmerston North and so I decided that I'd stay home and then mm. near the end of my first year at university here in New Zealand I actually regretted not going and so I decided to look back into the idea of going and that's how it all came together. <laughs> oh, very nice. Uh, you know, what, what, what kind of made you, uh, you know, you already, you started in uni in, the, in New Zealand. What made you think like, oh, I should have gone? I think I realized when I did that because my first year of university, I had a lot of hockey going on. I had club hockey. I got asked to go to some last minute tournaments. And so I think I realized that I kind of made a mistake or a regret um, not pursuing the passion I had for hockey. I think I underestimated how much I really love playing hockey and that I could, you know, do something with that and get a whole new experience and opportunity from a hockey. Mm -hmm. awesome. And so I think, yeah, so I think just it was just that passion kind of overrided my decision. No, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, it's always, you know, it's never too late kind of thing. Um, exactly. Yeah. And so what, what brought you to Athletes Agency? Um, so obviously I had talked to them at the end of my year 13. Um, mm -hmm. So I had a bit of an idea. Um, but I, because I had obviously turned down that offer originally, I thought that, you know, um, I couldn't go as a transfer. I didn't think that the agency would take me on as a transfer. And so I originally um, looked into the idea of going to States on my own at the end of my first year of university here in New Zealand. And I basically made a CV of all my academic achievements, my hockey achievements, well, field hockey achievements, and um, made a little bit of footage of games and trainings that I had and could get hold of. And I made that into a little 
email and I basically researched some field hockey teams in America and reached out to them. And then surprisingly, I got some results and people got back to me and I told mum and dad that I'd been in contact with some coaches. And so mum and dad suggested I go back to the agency and tell them, you know, I've been in contact with some people and if they could help. And then obviously the Kiwi Athletes Agency wanted to help and they took me on board and helped me as a transfer. Awesome. Well, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, because you, uh, like you said, you start university in New Zealand, then you regret it and you want it to go over to the States. What, um, you know, what benefits did Athletes Agency give you, even though you were finding opportunities on your own? Um, They definitely took a more like professional approach with the whole, um, like I said, the CV um, with your academic and your field hockey um, awards and all that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. the footage. Um, So they helped me out by taking me down and doing some new footage to add to my footage. And it was stuff that they knew coaches from overseas would want to see. So they had more of a, you know, idea of what coaches wanted to see and wanted to know about you rather than, you know, trying to come up with your own idea of what that was. So they Mm. just have a way better professional approach and they also have the resources and the people to contact to help you get to where you want to get. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's really good. Really well said. Um, And who helped you through the process? Um, So I had Liesl. She helped me throughout the whole thing. And um, she was the one I went to in my last year of high school as well. Awesome. No, she's great. Uh, She will do anything uh, to get, you know, get the situation that you need. Uh, Yeah, she's perfect for the for the job. no, that's awesome. No, it's really good to hear that, you know, there were still benefits, even though you were finding opportunities. Um, you know, when and you, you know, you ended up going to Ohio University. You're now a, where are you? You're a redshirt junior. Um, explain a little bit about, you know, your beginning in the States, uh, adjusting to the life and what were some of those challenges? Um, so when I first got over there, it was the end of their summer. And so one big challenge for me was the heat. It was a whole yeah. different level of heat compared to here in New Zealand. It's a lot more, as we would say, muggy or humid. Um, yeah. Basically, there's just no flow of any fresh air. So that was a lot because I've never had to really play hockey in that kind of climate before. So that was really difficult. And then obviously near the end of the season, again, the climate, we're going into snow. And for me, I'd only ever seen snow once in my whole entire life. And we actually were in snow, like snowstorms and everything like that. So it was, that was a massive challenge for me was just adapting, especially playing, you know, playing your sport in these different extreme climates. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Even even in Ohio. I mean, for, yeah. it's, it's interesting you said that because – um yeah it is it is very muggy back home is uh particularly in some other states uh but what i was struggling with the most when i got to new zealand was the new zealand sun like the heat with the no ozone layer <laughs> and like for yeah. me for me that was such an intense like sun that i've never had before that oh man it killed me um <laughs> but yeah it's interesting you know to hear that you know, obviously you guys were used to that and then i'm used to the humidity I still don't like the humidity, but um, no, that's awesome. So you uh, you went over, and how did your how did your freshman year go? 
Um, I loved my freshman year. I had the best first year. Um, so I went in um, and basically it was full on trainings because um, we went in two weeks before university classes started mm-hmm. to train. So it was every day we were basically training for, ooh, I want to say it was like seven hours with a lunch break in between. So mm. it was very full on um, working on just, you know, basics, trying to get in trying to figure out you know who's going to be the starting lineup for our first game and that kind of thing so it was all about basically like proving yourself um so it was great and obviously meeting all the new girls I got to meet um a bunch of internationals um so that was awesome and got to obviously make some new friendships and then get to know my coaches and really develop a better relationship with them for my first year so that was really cool yeah, it's a very um, unique time when you get the opportunity to come early before classes start. You know, I, I don't know if, uh, if it was like for you, but was it like a captain's practice uh, until the coaches arrived or did you guys start working with the coaches from the beginning? We actually started working with the coaches from the beginning. So that's, yeah, I've never actually heard about the captain's thing. So that's quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I, well, like some some programs will even go a little bit earlier and then the captains will run uh some trainings and it's a very unique time even when the coaches are still like get there and they start training before classes start it's a unique time because it's like you know maybe one of the few times that you solely get to actually like just solely focus on playing and also getting to know your teammates and it's uh it's really fun i always look back at you know my time uh playing soccer in in college uh as captain's practice or preseason as kind of like the most the where I have like the most memories uh just because you know I'm just all all the time you're with your teammates those are like those are your family now uh and also you know you're just practicing you're just playing the sport that you love it's a great opportunity something to be really thankful for and uh yeah you know that that for me that was like a really um uh unique time uh I found yeah no for sure it's definitely where you get to know everyone and realize how much time you spend with each other and how close you're going to get for the season and yeah and obviously that coming years yeah the bond yeah, you form really close bonds in that time and then obviously that that translates onto the on the field how did you um you know how in your time there so far how has the field hockey program done um it's done really well we've um done a lot better in the ncaa rankings we've gone up i think 30 rankings since i was there we used to be in the 60 ranges and we actually made it into the 30s um this season so that was awesome um so we had kind of a new program to in a sense we had a new coach when i went over there so a Mm -hmm. lot of girls had quit from the last year before i arrived and so um, it was a lot of, you know, working with the girls to, and the coach, obviously, to see um, what worked best for us in terms of playing-wise and training-wise. So it was it was pretty new to most people. But, again, obviously, to me, being from another country and just a different field hockey experience, it was it was very new. Awesome. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, it's good to go in with an open mind and just kind of uh, embrace the whole experience. Um, so, no, that's that's great. When you started university in New Zealand, um, did, what were you, you know, what what did you start, like, what were you studying? And then also, did you just translate that over into uh, at Ohio University? 
Um, so when I started studying here in New Zealand, I was actually studying a Bachelor of Social Work and I was mm -hmm. taking some psychology papers. And so when I transferred over to America, I was planning to continue the social work. But after looking into like the different uh, like requirements for the degrees between the psychology and the social work, I decided to take the psychology route just because of the fact that it's their social work was a lot more um, being involved with the community in a sense. And obviously playing field hockey, I didn't have a lot of time to do that. Whereas the psychology, there's a little bit of community work but it's a lot more in class, that kind of work. Gotcha. No, awesome. Uh, no, it sounds like you settled in then. Very good. Um, you know, tell, tell us a little about, you know, juggling uh, your, your academics alongside with your playing. Um, and what is, you know, what does that look like for you in a normal day? So in a normal day, um, it depends on the season, um, whether we're in spring or fall, but, um, we basically we get given a training session so in the fall it's a block of four hours whether that's in the morning or the afternoon or midday it can change every single semester um so basically we'll have a block of practice and then so you'll either have class basically straight after practice or class right before practice mm. so you're pretty much very busy you're going you're getting up you're going to class you're going straight to practice or you're getting up going to practice going straight to class mm -hmm. so and then obviously in your downtime you're doing your homework or anything else that you need to work on or watching film or getting ready to travel so it's it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> yeah i know i i know the feeling i remember uh my team would practice start at 7 a.m so we're up like real early and then freshman year you always had freshman duties so you had to be there even earlier uh to like you know get the goals out you know get the, make sure the balls are pumped all those things um and then yeah you would have a class directly right after and i remember like you know rushing over quickly to uh get some food and you know at the cafeteria and then also at my second school we had um uh, we had a nutritionist for the athletes, so then they provided some snacks there, and you could just, you know, take whatever you need it. You run the class, you sit through a class all day, and, and you know, you, you in the moment you're like, oh man, this is so much. But then you look back at it, and uh, no, it's 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 definitely some of the best times. Staying that busy um, really really helps you kind of just like keep going almost. Uh, you know, you're just, there's such a, there is a structure to follow, but you do have freedom and you can kind of, uh, you know, really become your own in that. It's it's really, it's really unique. Uh, you know, what kind of things at Ohio University did they have for the athletes nutritionally? Uh, you know, did you guys have, you know, what was your cafeteria like? Um, you know, even your living situation, what was the dorms? You probably live off campus now. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about all that. Um, so yeah, so my first two years I was in a dorm and both years I've been with um, another player on my team and so that was how I spent my first two years. I changed both years to a new um, a new teammate and so that was very different for me. I've never had to live sharing, you know, a room with someone like that. So mm -hmm. that was completely new to me. Um, it was a cool experience for sure and it definitely makes you, you know, it's People say that, you know, you end up hating your roommate, but I think at the end of the day, you actually end up having a closer bond with your roommate for sure. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I notice that now, especially, you know, on and off the field with, you know, my past roommates that, we, you know, we have this bond that no one can relate to because, you know, we shared the space for a year. So um, we're very lucky on campus. We actually have free dining halls. So we have nice. one of them, which is essentially the athlete dining hall. So it's like your healthier foods. It's got a range of foods. It's got like your roasts, like your pita pit station your like make your own stir fry, a sandwich station, a salad bar. Um, and then it does special things on different days um, of the week. So that's where pretty much you'll find every athlete um, on campus. And then the other dining halls have a range of like Chinese and pizza and, you know, proper ice cream and all that kind of more, I guess you could say junk food. But <laughs> so you definitely have a range, which is which is one of the better things. So you can choose, you know, what you kind of feel like. And, you know, if you want to be super healthy or if you want to treat yourself, you've got that option. Yeah. No. Tell, like, How much access did, uh, did your athletes have to the athlete cafeteria? Um, so we have it all you can eat. So you just swipe in with your meal plan and you go in there and you can sit in there as long as you want and eat as much as you want. Um, yeah, you gotta fill up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we have a lot of, you know, access to all the kind of food and you can imagine. So it's yeah, and obviously there's like nutrition guides and all that kind of thing in there as well. So it really helps you to know what you're fueling into your body. Yeah. No, I know not every university has it. None, none of mine did. But do you, uh, did you guys have athletic dorms? No. Well, to a sense, yes, it's more, I guess you could say, floors of the dorms. So, like, first right. floor um, of our dorm building was football, obviously. Um, and then second floor was your baseball and your soccer. And then the third floor was more your field hockey, your swimming, a little bit of soccer. And then your top floor was basically field hockey. Gotcha. You know, yeah, we we pretty much had the same thing. I mean, I don't know about you, but I look back at, you know, I know you mentioned you get this like really close bond with uh, some of your roommates that you have throughout your college years. And I look back at the, you know, dorms and, you, you know, you, you think about it now that you're off campus and uh, when you move off campus, it, it feels so great. You know, you get your, you get this like, bigger space you got your own kitchen some dorms do have their own kitchen um but no it that freshman year uh being in the dorms and all your friends are such in a close space and it just feels like there's always something to do you know you're bored oh you just go knock on the next door your friends there or maybe your roommates there they might be in class i don't know i had a really great time uh in in the dorms and you know in in the moment i was like oh i just you know I can't wait to like get off campus, get like a, you know, an off campus apartment. That's going to be so fun. So cool. And then, uh, you know, you look back at it in the dorm, the, the freshman year dorm uh, life was, was very, was very different and something new and exciting. Um, you know, I had a really good time. Um, but yeah, no, it's good to hear that, you know, Ohio University provides all that for their athletes. Tell us a little bit, what about the facilities for the athletes? You know, your weight room, uh, what kind of things are you guys doing in the weight room as a field hockey team? Uh, so, yeah, what, you know, what's that environment like? So, we're quite lucky. We actually have um, a strength and conditioning coach for the weight room. So, mm -hmm. we have a scheduled time, um, specifically mainly in the spring, and then in the fall, we have 
we get given a, a from our strength and conditioning coach he gives us a plan that we can go in and do in our own time so that's kind of lenient you know when you want to do it when you can fit it into your schedule um but so in the spring specifically we all go in there as it's one team and we do just some dynamic warm-ups and then we do um a bit of a mixture i would say of kind of cardio and strength um in there so we do we also do every three weeks we do a max out day and so that's where we you know, we max out on our pull-ups, our squats, and our chest press, and we also do um, a lot of vertical jumps. So mm. it's quite a mixture of things. Um, lot, you know, just a lot of lunges, a lot of squats, and then a lot of um, like prevention for injury with bands. So a lot of, especially for right. our hips as field hockey players, we do a lot of band work. We even do band work before we get on the field before practice. Um, and we do that with, we have um, Tish on our coaching staff and she actually is studying um, in the sport um, area at Ohio University and she's working on her master's. And so she's very nice and has helped out and volunteered to help out with us. And she actually does a lot of the prevention work for injury and just the really like tight stuff that you need to make sure that you're doing correct for hockey so that you're not going to you know, pull a hamstring or anything crazy like that. Mm. Um, and then we also are really, really lucky. We have um, a group of students who work in the training room for us and they help with um, rehab and injury management. So, you know, if you twist, you know, twist something at hockey, you can head into there and they'll put ice on it and they'll look at it for you and then refer you to the doctor or x-ray if they think you need it or they'll give you, you know, like a rehab program. Um, that also will give you like just a rub down for anything you know that's sore just make sure you're good and ready to go on the field um, they also work with our general health so if you have a cold or a flu that's who we can go to and then they also come out and watch our practices and keep an eye on us to make sure that you know nothing bad's happening with injuries and also making sure that we stay um, hydrated at our games and practices nice no yeah there's uh there's so much more that goes into it uh, for the student athletes and people really think there's, there's so much staff. Uh, like you mentioned, you said strength and conditioning, you got your physios, you also got your volunteer assistants, your grad assistants, uh, you know, you obviously your coaches, athletic directors, everything. There's, there's so much that goes into play to put all the pieces together. Um, and it's obviously great when you get to go experience that and see it all put together. Um, no, it's great to hear that, you know, you guys are in the weight room doing injury prevention stuff as well. I know that was a very important thing for us as well. A lot of band work, um, uh, in the physio, we always had mandatory ice baths or you always had to go get rubbed down by the physio. Um, a lot of those things were mandatory, but, oh man, the, the treatment and the care is, it's almost like a professional environment. Um, especially, you know, when you guys travel as well. Uh, and you can tell you can tell the listeners a little bit about your experiences when you guys travel. Um, yeah, I know we would either fly or we had a charter bus. You stay in nice hotels. Uh, you're taken care of. Uh, you guys are all traveling in your nice gear. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about life on the road as a field hockey player at Ohio University. Yeah, so we do like all of our um, traveling with um, our bus, and that's just because we don't all our distances, you know, short enough that we can go on a bus. So we're quite mm -hmm. lucky in terms of that. 
Um, and that's basically we leave a day before a game so that we can be there and we can practice on the turf before our game the next day. And so we can also have a good night's sleep in the hotel and um, be ready to go the next day. Sometimes we'll leave straight after a game and head home or on the road to another town or another city um, for another game. And sometimes we're back at, you know, 1 a.m., you know, and we have school the next day. And so it can be a lot. And then obviously juggling our homework is another whole, you know, another whole thing to add to the trip. But mm. um, my... My idea with that has always been that I make sure that my schoolwork is done before I travel. Um, and that's just because I've seen what the girls have had to do, you know, when they're on the bus and they're having to take assignments and time tests or any last minute thing that they have to submit. And it just, when I'm on the road, I like to just be thinking, right, you know, what am I doing for my game? What's the plan? What are we doing? What's our goals? And so I know for me that, I just, it, for me, it suits me better to try and get my homework done. And then if I have to, then we're down in the hotel lobby and we're all grinding it out together before the night before our game. Nice. No, that's a good mindset. Uh, very responsible of you to get all your work done beforehand. I certainly did not do that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you were talking about you wanted to keep your mind on the game and focus on your goals. When you go into a season, um, for instance, maybe this coming season or, you know, your, your next season, what are your individual goals and what are the kind of the usual team goals for Ohio University? So my normal individual goals, um, they kind of change. It depends on how I think I played, you know, my last season and how I want to play the coming season. So I always, you know, take some time, reflect on that. We do, um, right at the start of each season, we do a time when we goal set as a team in general and we also write down our own goals. And so that's where I normally come up with, right, what do I want to do? What do the coaches expect from me? And that kind of thing. And I come up with my own goals. Um, whereas it is a team, we sit down and we discuss. We Our main idea is to come up with a word um, that we can use for the whole season and how that word, word will influence, influence us and motivate us, um, you know, to play towards those specific goals we want to make. And so um, this season that just happened, we chose the word maiden. And that's because a girl on our team who's also actually from New Zealand, um, she, her mother was part of the um, first woman's boat to um, take part in a race around the world. And so oh, wow. there was actually, yeah, there was actually a movie made about it. And so as a team, we went and watched that movie. And we actually decided as a team that, you know, that's quite inspirational, a group of, you know, women doing, you know, what you don't expect. And so we decided to make our word for the season maiden. And basically it was a word that we used for the whole season when, you know, we thought, right, we're not playing our best game. We need to pull it together. We need to sort ourselves out. So we'd just yell at each other, you know, maiden. And it would just automatically make us go, right, okay, you know, focus on the game, do what we've, you know, come here to do, you know, whether that's win the game or play as hard as we can and fight till the end until that final whistle um so that's kind of the way that we come up with our goals and then obviously you have you know your little goals that come off of that whether it's you know to get a better ranking or obviously to win a MAC championship because you know everyone wants to win you know one of those at some point in their life and so mm -hmm. we use that word to kind of you know branch off into that goal which is obviously we want to win a MAC championship no that's awesome um yeah there is a lot of like camaraderie team building um in your college experience, at least it was for me as well. Um, you know, it's it's 
also just part of a normal team environment. But there is something different about being a student athlete on a campus. Um, you know, all the athletes together, you're kind of, uh, I guess you could say you're fighting for a, a common goal. You know, you're, you're, you're playing for the school and you kind of take pride in your school. Um, no, that, that's really good. Uh, you were saying there's a, another girl from New Zealand. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how the, how about the other internationals on your team um, also maybe for you um, coming all the way from New Zealand, how comforting it was to know that there's already somebody from New Zealand on the team. Yeah. So I, having that was obviously really, really lucky. Um, and that really helped in terms of, you know, organizing my flights and when to be there and also having someone that could talk to, you know, the rest of the teammates um, and say, Hey, look, we've got another New Zealand international. Can you guys do what you guys did for me and help her out? So I was really lucky in terms of that, whereas a lot of the other internationals on our team, they had to kind of, you know, reach out to the girls who they didn't know or, you know, obviously from another whole country, whereas some, you know, we have a German on our team. And so obviously she's reaching out to Americans who speak another language. And so I was really lucky in terms of, you know, having someone that could, you know, completely understand where I was coming from, understand my slang and all that kind of thing and just help me out to get settled there. Right. Like a little piece of home almost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's awesome. Um, I'm sure you guys, I know for me, I mean, it doesn't really relate. You're moving across the world. I mean, I was the only one from my state moving into the school I attended in Colorado. Uh, and it was exciting. It was exciting for me, but it was always comforting to like, you know, sometimes you would bump into somebody that's maybe around from where you're from uh, and you just kind of get a little piece of home. It was always nice. Um, you know, so now you, you're a redshirt junior, uh, correct? Yes. Uh, what, you know, looking back and also, you know, for favorite thing about being a student athlete? Um, my favorite thing is probably the fact that I can use my field hockey, which, like I've said, is a massive passion for me. And I can use mm -hmm. that to help set up and fund my future career. Um, and it also gives me an experience that isn't like the whole student athlete is an experience that New Zealand doesn't have. And it's just a whole nother lifestyle that I get to be part of. For sure. For sure. You know, you, you, you mentioned about setting steps up for your future. What is it that you, 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 you want to achieve in the future? Um, so I plan to come home and continue playing field hockey because in New Zealand, you can pretty much play it until you're extremely old. So I'm very lucky for that. But um, I also want to come home and work in the mental health field with um, the youth. Oh, very nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's really good work. Um, no, it, it's really good to hear, uh, you know, through this podcast, I get to chat with all of our athletes. And it's great to hear that so, like, a lot of you guys have, not, you know, every single one of you have these like goals for your future. And uh, a lot of them are, are such, uh, that's a, a really inspiring uh, goal to have. Um, I know I didn't have it that figured out at that age. Uh, you know, when I was in college, I, uh, man, I, I had no idea what, what I wanted to do afterwards. Um, and it hit, you know, it finished and then I just kind of had to roll with the punches and, you know, figure it out as I was going. Um, but it's great to hear that you kind of have a plan, uh, to, to work towards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
yeah a lot of the girls that I know they're you know in the same boat they don't really know what they want to do and so they're working towards these degrees you know and they're like I think I want to do this I kind of want to do that and it definitely you know definitely makes it easier when you know what you want to do because it means that you're more you know you're more invested into what you're doing so that you can you know get that goal at the end so yeah I am very very lucky that I you know just happen to be one of those kids that kind of knows what I want to do so it definitely Mm -hmm. you know that definitely helped but at the end of the day like you know, you've just got to keep doing what you think's right. And then, you know, you might figure out what it is that you really want to do just by doing what you like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taylor, something I've actually been wondering um, is, you know, coming from New Zealand, playing field hockey, uh, it's such a dominant sport in that country. What are the ma- the biggest differences of playing field hockey in New Zealand and playing field hockey in America? So in New Zealand, there's a lot more opportunity to play. So like I say, like I played for school and club and representatives. And then, like I said, how I played for some random teams. So I got like, I would play for like seven different teams a year here in New Zealand. Whereas, you know, when you're in America, yeah, exactly. (laughs) So whereas in America, when I talk to, you know, the rest of the girls, they play for their school and their club. And then when they go to university, it's just university. So they're playing mm-hmm. for one one to two teams a year. Um, so that's the major difference I noticed for the New Zealand side of things is there's just a lot more hockey, like field hockey opportunities. Um, but then in America, the whole, um, the way they treat obviously the sports in general, but field hockey compared to New Zealand is you're treated more like a professional athlete. So, you know, you're, the whole fact that you, you know, you get to go on these bus trips and you get these hotel rooms and you can get scholarships to play for your sport. Um, and just the whole environment, like I say, like the, you know, you've got these strength and conditioning coaches, you've got these, you know, students volunteering to help you out for you. Um, and then the coaches putting in all this work, like you don't have that in New Zealand. There's nothing like that. I would say even remotely similar to that experience that you can get in America. Nice. No, for sure. Uh, yeah. The structural setup, uh, is def- there would definitely be a major difference. What about maybe more so in the style of play? Um, so I would say New Zealand hockey is probably a little bit more structured um, just mm-hmm. in terms as we, we you know, we like to move the ball around and keep possession a lot more, whereas I think American style is probably a little bit more um, aggressive in terms of, you know, you want to attack, you know, you want to get up there, you want to score goals so that you can win the game. Um, so that's probably the two major differences so obviously going from structure to that is fine. But, you know, sometimes I think, wait, if, you know, we move the ball back and around and up the other side, you know, would have a better opportunity. So it's just mm-hmm. like different, you know, you're in a different different mindsets in terms of how you play in the two different countries. Yeah, no, it's definitely, that's definitely a, um, a college, a college mindset as well. I, you know, I found that in, uh, in college soccer as well. It's, I mean, it's a very athletic and aggressive game uh and very attacking dominant you know uh let's go forward let's you know come out with lots of energy attack 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 um yeah and and obviously there's there are some benefits to it and uh for camaraderie and everything it really gets everyone hyped up obviously um but then obviously you know bringing players like you from abroad is gonna um influence the team you know, and with your style of play, and you also have another one from New Zealand, and you have other internationals uh, bringing the, you know, that's the benefits of bringing internationals into the collegiate system uh, athletically. You guys kind of get to bring your style of play and, you know, shows uh, show something 
that is beneficial for the team. Um, no, that, that's really really interesting to hear that it also that also translates in uh, field hockey as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's um, one thing that my um, coach actually said to me before I came over was that she likes, you know, the whole how in New Zealand, you know, we play that structured hockey compared to there. And that's one thing, you know, she really, you know, wanted to bring me over into the team for was so that I could bring that game style into their game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. You know, and, and Taylor, it's been, you've, you've really given uh, some great, great insight. Um, I got a last few things for you before we um, before we go our separate ways. Um, you know, you looking back at this whole experience so far, uh, and you still got more to come. You know, what would be some advice for athletes uh, back in New Zealand who uh, are maybe interested in this pathway? So the big thing I learned was to decide early that, you know, you want to do this because like I say, I was extremely lucky, you know, that I got to go in the end, um, especially as a transfer. So my advice would be to build a good profile and video footage of yourself um, in your sport, whether that's field hockey or whatever, and basically just make a CV of all your sporting achievements, um, your academics, um, and just have two different CVs for those. And then that way you've got something prepared that you can either give to an agent or if, you know, someone reaches out to you or you want to reach out to someone, you've got something that you've been building on for a few years or, you know, that you've made, you know, in reflection of your last few years. Mm. Um, so that you've got something to show in terms of your sport and your academics. And then also if you decide early, it'll also give you more preparation for like setting the SAT or any other schooling criteria you have to make. Because for me, deciding last minute, I actually had two weeks to prepare, prepare for my SAT. So that was that was a lot for me. And definitely, you know, you could do better if you have more time to prepare. And so I think, you know, if you want to give it a really good shot, I think it's just, you know, deciding, right, I'm going to give it a go and this is how I'm going to do it. No, that's great advice. Really well said. Um, you know, and you, you touched a little bit about it uh, in the beginning, but you know the whole the whole process uh, through athletes agency. What was your favorite aspect about working with them? Um, I really like just the support they give you, and obviously the opportunities that comes with it. Because, um, like you know, I wouldn't get to do this podcast, for example, if I hadn't gone through them or you know anything like that. So. It gives you a lot of support in terms of, you know, you know, getting to where you want to get, getting your goals, um, you know, setting up any dreams that you have and just, you know, being treated like you can, you know, you can achieve those. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, we always want to find the best uh, scenario, not only for you as a student, but also as a player on and off the court or field. Um, yeah, and, and that, that's kind of something we really prioritize while also making it, you know, a, a personal experience, uh, like you said, being a support system. Um, you know, we're, we're, we always want to make it known that you can reach out to us. Um, and if you have any concerns or questions along the way, uh, you, you know, before you go, during, and even after, uh, we're always staying in touch with all of our athletes. And then obviously, yeah, now we have the Athletes Agency International Podcast, and it's a great way for all of our athletes to, you know, share their story. Um, you know, like you, you've given you up your, your great journey so far, and we look forward to seeing what you have in the future. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really, uh, a really unique 
group and we really like to you know connect everyone together in some way yeah no for sure and i think you guys do a great job of that as well because you know like through my agency you know you get to I get to see all these other athletes who aren't just field hockey, you know, go and, you know, do their dreams and their goals of being overseas. And it's really cool because sometimes, you know, I see someone come up and I'm like, oh, I boost them in hockey or, oh, you know, I know them through, you know, my friends and they play that sport. So it's really cool because you get to meet a lot of new people. Awesome. No, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, okay. What are, we call it the America Startup Pack. What are your four essentials that you would bring to Ohio University? Okay, so because I'm from New Zealand, I would bring <laughs> New Zealand chocolate because I do not like American chocolate at all. And that's something I have or what? shipped over. No, just normal chocolate. Normal <laughs> chocolate. Normal chocolate. Anything chocolate you want to, you know, if you're from New Zealand, you want it to be, you know, New Zealand chocolate, not American. Okay. Okay. Um, and then multiple adapters because, you know, it, it really sucks when you go to charge, you know, you your phone or even your laptop and you can't charge it that's the worst um and then probably any products that you won't be able to find in stores in america like no matter what it is you know just being prepared that you might not be able to get it in another country mm. um and then the last one would be making sure you have your essential paperwork to get into america because when Important. i flew over yeah when i flew over i actually didn't have one of the papers i needed printed and therefore i got held up at the border for a few hours so, oh what was that like um that was horrible <laughs> it was um yeah i didn't have it printed and the you know when you're at the border control they don't want you on your phone so they wouldn't let me pull it up on my phone so they actually sent me to the holding area and my dad had to ask if he could come with me and we had to wait there for i think it was like four hours to be let out because i couldn't prove that i was actually a student athlete Hilarious. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not, obviously not hilarious in the, in the moment, but you know, you look back at it and that's, that's quite no, a story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, lastly, um, everyone kind of has their, their like favorite piece of apparel, uh, as a, from a, being a student athlete, do you have, you know, your one, maybe a, a Ohio university jacket or, uh, maybe a warm up top. What's your favorite piece of apparel? Oh, that's tough. Okay. Um, so my parents actually own a sock factory and my dad actually made some scarves for my team this season. And that's oh, wow. actually probably my favorite, my favorite thing. And the team loved them. We have a photo with our scarves and um, they're just, they're really cool. And we've had a lot of questions about them and the girls love them and they're great for practices. So that's probably my favorite apparel that we have actually. No, that's really cool. Oh, so what is, what is it, what is it they, they do apparel for athletics or what? Um, so we do a few, they like do some um, sporting socks. So like your rugby and your field hockey and all that in New Zealand because they're a New Zealand based company. Um, and then they do like where you're hunting, you know, your possum marina and that kind of thing. And mm -hmm. so, you know, everyone in America just, you know, loves that kind of stuff because it's warm, especially for the snow. So, you know, they're obsessed with it. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Really cool. Awesome. Well, Taylor, thank you. Thank you for your time coming on. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, I really look forward to seeing what's in the future for you, uh, you know, as you finish out your college experience. Uh, and I'm sure we'll be in touch in the future. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you for listening. <laughs> of course, of course. All right, you have a good one. Okay. You too. Bye bye.
Taylor gave some great insight, and I really want to thank her for her time coming on to the Athletes Agency International podcast. For all you listeners out there as well, I really want to give you a big thanks. Uh, Please continue to tune in and share the podcast. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Um, Also, the podcast itself is available on all platforms. So please be on the lookout for all of our episodes. And thank you, and uh, see you next week.